Praise be Jesus and Mary. Amen. So does the Lord act quickly or slowly most of the time? Slowly. I think so. Well, it depends. Mm. This, there's a normal process that he has. It's actually scriptural, and I forget where it is. But um, it's, it has something to do with that there's a, it's in Proverbs, has, uh, there's a time for everything, there's a season, and things come at their proper times. But in his, you think so, Maggie? In his normal way of acting, the good Lord, uh, I think, works slowly. So let's think about it for a second. So Maggie's over here talking. And for our listeners, um, Maggie is two and a half. She, well, almost three. Her birthday's on the, um, uh, on the assumption in August. And she has downs. And so her development has been slower, even on her own pace, but her development's been slower than, um, than the rest of the children. And, um, and so she's a good example of what happened. We've been surprised with her lately a lot on what kinds of things. Talking. Talking, responding. Or crawling. Or walking. walking. Uh-huh. And uh, Jess, this, we worked with her for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and it felt like nothing's happening, right? All the summer. All the summer. Nothing, no response. And going through this wonderful program called NACD with her. And um, they kept on telling us, just, you know, keep keep doing the inputs. Keep trying, keep trying, and things will happen. And it was it was very frustrating. Yeah, it was hard. It was a hard time, Maggie, I know. And so, but then slowly, like you wake up one morning, and then she's doing something new. And she's copying you in a new way. And it's time for it. When you, um, how long have we had the fruit trees in? No, I think it's more than that. At least four years, maybe five. That, but then we've only gotten a little bit of, what sort of fruit have we got? Like, we got a little bit of what last year? We got a billion of peaches. No. That was from the Amish farm. No. We did not pick those, Matthew. Those weren't from our trees. It's okay. We've got a few Asian pears. There have been a few plums to speak of, but no real harvest. It's taken a while. And then I think this is year five. And every one of those trees out there is starting to produce. And I think we're going to have our really our work cut out for us harvesting it all. And but it's time. You have to wait. And what are some other examples of the things that you have to work at and you have to work at and you have to work at? And sometimes they just, they take a while. The garden. The garden, absolutely. Your yeah. Your life, because um, you have to, well, you have to work for a long time until you get to enjoy heaven if you're going to go to heaven. That's a fantastic macro example, exactly. Um, it's, it's almost like in a bigger sense. And yes, Mary Sophia, that's ultimately where I was headed. So you kind of no. got me there. That's good. That's really Johnny, good. Johnny was going to say something too. What are you going to say, Johnny? Reading. Oh, reading. Like what do you mean by reading? Like reading any book. What about it? Like 
got, if you get a word, then you can't really get it. It takes a long time to, to know it. Learn to it does. Learn to yes. So Tresi is just starting to learn, but you've already started to learn, and you can read some books, but you need some help with the others, and so it's a slower process to learn how to read, and it takes work. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like what's the the gospel parable of persistence? Right, so persistence pays off. But there's something that our Lord wants us to do. He wants us to prove ourselves. It's not, there are some people that you'll hear telling you that the Christian life is what they call one and done. So if you have this experience where you get saved, then they say O-S-A-S. -S, once saved, always saved. So there are a lot of Protestants in particular that that believe that. Say, oh, you know, I'm saved. There's nothing that can happen to me that's going to take away my salvation because um, Jesus promised and he covers all my sins. It doesn't matter what I do. So even if you murder someone, you're still going to have Y'all, you may have heard me tell this story before, but when I was very young and very brash um, and uh, impudent to a certain degree, I was probably, I don't know, 25 years old. And, um, I was stationed over in Japan with the Marines. And um, I came across this uh, Baptist preacher who was over in Japan um, on a mission. And he had a, a church in town. It was American, but he had a church in town. And um, he was a missionary to the Japanese. And um, he, I met him somehow, but then I invited him out to dinner because I wanted to talk to him. I really kind of wanted to confront him, truth be told. And, um, and part of the conversation was, I said, so are you saved? I just kind of went right at it. I was 25. This is a fully grown man. And, um, and he said, yes. And I said, are you sure? He said, yes. And I said, um, well, how do you know? He's like, because I asked Jesus to be my personal Lord and Savior. And I gave my life to him. And, and I believe. I, I know I'm saved because I believe. And I said, so... And I, then I asked that question, Mircea. I said, and so do you think you can, um, you can sin and it doesn't matter? He said, yeah, I am saved. And Jesus' uh, death on the cross covers all my sins, like snow that falls on a dung pile. Muck on a muck pile. Um, and I said, so you can go out and you can murder someone and you'll still go to heaven. He's like, yes. And I went down the Ten Commandments and I said them all. And he said, yes. So you get the point that I can do whatever I want. But I don't want to. Because I'm a believer, I won't want to. So they've got this really weird philosophy. And it's not just Protestants. There are, there are a lot of Catholics that want to believe that too because it's easy. But it's not the truth. And for us, and for the real Jesus Christ, that man, he says, he wants us to be the persistent neighbor knocking at the door until he finally lets us in. Until he finally says, okay, you can have your, your bread. You have proven yourself. 
good and faithful servant. You have to try and try again and try again. And he's merciful because he gives us the ability to ask forgiveness, to go to confession if we need to, to like to come back to him. We have to want to change and you have to try and try again. So back to your point, Mercia. This life is a process that requires perseverance and it's not over till, the t- till our dying breath. We have to fight. St. Paul says you have to run the race till the end. You have to fight the good fight. We have time, only a certain amount of time, but we do have time to become saints, and we can. But we have to work at it. And what surprises you is the, the grace that Jesus gives you, the progress he lets you make, just like Maggie. You can be, you can be frustrated with yourself, just like we were all kind of frustrated with Maggie's lack of progress. And then all of a sudden, like you wake up and she says a new word or she pulls herself up on the table. Like, oh my. Or she crawls. We, we thought she'd never crawl. And then all of a sudden she learns how to do it. The same thing happens to you in your spiritual life if you work at it. And the Lord says, okay, I'm going to give you this step and then the next step. But you got to work at it. You gotta work. And sometimes there are certain things like our root sins that you have to work harder at, but he wants us to. He's like, good, you're working. You're trying. You're crying when you do something wrong. You're feeling real remorse. But you have to try that. If you let go and you don't try, then you go backwards. There's no middle ground. You can't stay where you are. Either you let your foot off the gas and you just kind of start slowing down, or you keep trying and then you become more of a saint. He wants us to persist. And then he'll give us the progress. Yes, Teddy. Christ our King. Thy kingdom come.